I had a weird dream. I was swimming in this pool, but it was like the ocean, and I was swimming with the seaweed, but it wasn't seaweed, it was just like hands. And I was swimming with this girl, and she was saying if the hands grab you, they pull you down and drown you, so I'll swim above them. Mm, that's deep. I don't know. I think it's about society, because like all Who's the Who's the hands, girl? I don't know. What's she look like? She was fat. And not interesting. Okay. You jealous? I'm disappointed in your story because you're first saying that she's fat and annoying and then you all of a sudden turn around and you're making out with this bitch. I never said we were making out. Were you making out? Yeah. Yeah, we were. <laughs> And welcome to the M3 Atlanta Bearcast. I'll be your host, Malcolm Travers. In each episode of this podcast, I and the Bears of Male Media Mind will recap and review each episode of Atlanta. We recorded this episode immediately after the series premiere on Tuesday night. So we'll be recapping two episodes. But each week, we'll be recapping each week's episode, and you can leave your comments and questions during the live broadcast if you subscribe to us on youtube you can find links to our social media platforms at mailmediamind.com we're on youtube twitter facebook instagram tumblr and you can find all our latest content if you subscribe to us and you'll get a notification we really enjoyed recording this episode and we hope you enjoy listening um i'll be your host malcolm travers editor-in-chief of the mail media mind ah my name is Marco Estes, and I am a big fan of Atlanta right now. I am uh, Derek Anthony Jones, and I'm a big fan of a lot of things. There was too much blackness on television. Too, <laughs> 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 too much. All right. Hey, I'm Chris Impact Sutton, and um, can we just do a quick little applause for, like, you know, Black television, like just black yeah. stories on, on television. You know? black, black television that was not BET black. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. black television. Yes, yeah. yes. It was a good night for black television. Um, so we watched, I think, Chris, you said you watched a little bit of Queen Sugar. and um, Yeah, I was trying to do the most. Yes. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> You know, the most, thing I was not focused on Atlanta. That was the primary focus. The funny thing is, you know, like I, I did a little live stream before we went live, and then I was trying to get the um, the link to do this live stream during commercial breaks. I couldn't even do that. I don't know how you were able to flip through. Two well, shows. there were brief commercial. Like I think Queen Sugar was like uh, without any commercial breaks. I think it okay. just kind of aired it straight through. I'm not totally sure, but with Atlanta, you know, you had a couple of commercial breaks here and there. So like between the breaks. I would kind of try to switch real quick and switch right back. Yeah, it wasn't a good idea, but you no. know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't typically even watch uh, commercials, so I was first getting distracted by the commercials while I'm supposed to be writing up a little, you know, the live stream and making the everything. Right. And um, yeah, those commercials went by fast. They uh, went by very quickly. I was like, damn, hold up, like, wait a minute. <laughs> You think it was like the Walking Dead commercials, like they last like two damn minutes and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like. So yeah, so let's just get right into it. Um, Donald Glover is playing this uh, character, uh, Ernest Marks. He goes by Ern, and uh, he's a young uh, Princeton dropout. And we don't actually know why he dropped out of Princeton. Uh, we just got that really early on. Um, you know, some character development early on that, uh, you know, he's living with his girlfriend, but she's dating other people, his daughter. Child. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it was, it it was, was like, awesome I'm, I got a that. date tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so like casual it with it. Yeah, it was pretty casual. It was, like, it, was like, it was not only like, I'm, I'm dating other people, but your ass is probably going to have to move out soon. Right. And, uh, by the way, their rents do. Right. <laughs> right. He took it really well, though. He took it really well. Yeah. And so, yeah, it it does seem like he's kind of uh, just kind of floating through life or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on with him. But, um, you know, you see his little son of sales job at the airport or whatever that is. And Yeah, I wasn't really sure what 
that was? It seemed as I mean, if he I was, he was selling something, but I wasn't was, sure what. I think he was selling vacation packages. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it I thought it could have been like airline credit cards or you know some. It was some you know sales job, which you know mm-hmm. um, is shitty. Five fifteen plus commission. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, what's going on down there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, I've I've known a few people with those jobs. Um, you know, you get you get a certain commission for the number of contacts you make and then of course you get a commission on sales. But mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I guess his cousin, um, I forget his actual name, Paperboy, I can't remember. Alfred. That's close enough. Oh Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yes, so his his cousin, apparently, you know, his coworker Shows him this uh, YouTube video on this crack stuff on his. Which I thought was <laughs> so great and so authentic. It really was. <laughs> I love that. That it really looked like someone's phone. Um, but yeah, his cousin is apparently, you know, hot right now. Probably going to get a record deal. And he's like, uh, let me get in on some of that. Because I ain't got shit going on right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he tries to roll up on him. And, um, you know, I guess he, he kind of says him right, like, you know, you hear about the money, right? <laughs> like, I'm sure he's gotten this from a whole bunch of people he doesn't know, but like, oh, yeah, you heard I'm hot right now, you're trying to get some money, and I don't know. That's well, a setup. I didn't, I didn't want to, because honestly, I didn't have anything prepared. <laughs> well, anyone wants to correct me on this. Well, it just seemed like he had always, <coughs> like, we came to his parents' house, his dad went as far as not even letting him into the house. Like, uh, nope. Um, nope. I nope. can't afford it. <laughs> then you wake up because you wake he wakes up. He's in this girl's bed. They kiss and then everything like that. They get out of bed because then she asks him. She tells him, "Say you love me." And he was like, you know, he giggled. Yeah. And she's like, "Why'd you laugh?" So I'm thinking, like, okay, it's a little tense relationship. But then she's like, "Oh yeah." If you're gonna be staying here, you gotta pay rent. And I got a date tonight. I'm like, right. y'all just in bed making out, and you ask this man to say, "I love you." And like, on top of that, like he he he's talking to his daughter, telling his daughter, like, "Yeah, mommy got a date with Flame." You know, mommy got a date with Flame. Like, this is the perfect environment for you. Like, you know, <laughs> it was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was thinking about like, yeah, his parents. You know, you meet them. Soon after that, um, yeah, and, and that was, I guess, when you kind of learned about the fact that he had dropped out of Princeton and nobody exactly knows why. Mm-hmm. Like, he hadn't told his parents. Because um, I think later on, after uh, he meets up with his cousin, you know, his cousin drops by his, his aunt and uncle's house. And, you know, I think that's when they sort of reveal, like, you know, he hadn't really told us what happened either. Um, and he's like, you know, he's more likely to tell you than us. So mm-hmm. three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. you also learn in that scene is when he sets his mind to do something, yeah. he does it. Because right. yeah. at the time, he's actually doing it. <coughs> right. Yeah. And by yeah. his own terms, you know, right. those words out of his father's mouth. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was that was perfectly set up because I think, um, you know, at that point, he's trying to get his cousin's record played on the radio. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he runs up on one of his friends who one of his friends who works at the radio station meets him up in the parking lot and of course it's like another sort of brilliant scene like i think that's the reason i like the show is because you know every time these characters talk it's just i don't know <laughs> it's genuine it seems authentic just, yeah. It seem yeah. yeah nobody has made up any of this right yeah so you know so there he's telling this story about him like djing at some place and he he drops the n bomb like a couple times he's like he looks at him funny, but he's you know he doesn't say shit, mm. you know. But he's basically saying, "I you need five hundred dollars for me to um, to play this this um, this track," you know. Mm. And um, you know he's making some schemes to 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 get it played. And I can't remember exactly what he did ultimately. Did he just come up with he, the money? I think he spoke to it was a guy working as maybe like a janitor or something like that. Mm-hmm. He asked him how late you're going to be here and I guess he kind of worked something out with that where he was able to kind of like slide in to the station. Right. And right. slide and he it just, up on the door. He just slid it up on the door. Yeah. Right. I, mean, he had a, I guess he had some money saved up and a pair of um, Yeah, he did. And so 
I was like, okay, um, quick, you know, he said he had the rinse. I guess everything was just gliding into each other. My favorite part about the whole scene was when the scene started and the, the, the white guy was like, did you just come from that dumpster? And you like, because the series of misfortunate events he's been going through in the episode, mm-hmm. he had that feeling like, He's like, oh no, no, I didn't come about it. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, your ass broke. You ain't got no money. You the boss hmm. boy let you inside your house. Your cousin's looking at you like you're crazy and shit. I'm like, you hmm. might have been trying to find some damn food. And nobody has yet to really explain. They did not really explain who the sidekick is. Right. That's you know I- what? And I was sitting there like, but you yeah. know, you know, yeah. Because yeah, they, they kind of kept kept it kind of open, you know, yeah. um, which is kind of cool because it gives you gives gives I guess the overall you know series or story you know room to kind of like explore that whatever that might be, right? But uh, yeah, his name is Darius, and he seems to always be high. I don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even when he's not high, he's he's having weed thoughts, like, right? Um, now I think another story element that I don't think we really touched on, and it kind of presented itself right at the beginning of the episode and definitely like right around the beginning of the episode was the whole deja vu scenario. Yeah. Um, which that kind of brought in a, a whole new element to the show. Um, so like we know how to, the, the, the show open, you know, with old dude uh, kicking off, you know, paper boys, little side view mirror off or whatever, and they confront them, whatever. And I think what was uh, the dude who's always high again? What's his name, Malcolm? Darius. Darius, Darius or whatever. So like he he has a deja vu moment, I believe, initially. Right. right. He sees the dog or whatever. Right. And not skipping too far ahead, but like later on in that same episode, uh, you know, we see Donald Glover's character on a bus, and he seemed like he's talking to somebody who could be like with the nation of Islam or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But basically he makes like a what, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and try to yeah. hand it to him. And then Donald's like, I'll cool pulls out half a kitchen out of the <laughs> <laughs> It's like eat it, eat it. Take a bite. Take a bite. I'm like, what? What? He was dead ass. It didn't like the uh, Donald looks around, see the police car flies by, whatever. He turns back around, the dude's already off the bus, walking with his dog um, that Darius saw earlier in the episode, whatever. So I don't know yeah. if that's like, like, because I know like Donald, um, like during some of his interviews with Alana, he, I know he spoke about like how Twin Peaks was like inspiration, oh, mm-hmm. kind of like to the I show. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I wonder if that's going to play something, you know, a little bit where we're going to get maybe a little bit, a few sci-fi elements. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I pray it does because I didn't read that interview, but if it does that, because I was like, this is like some type of magical realism shit. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation, that's my favorite scene on the bus. Mm-hmm. Whole conversation um, between him and the guy because he said something like, he said, because I always thought about this myself. He said, uh, you know, are we, you know, are we, are we set up to be just losers and to mm. make things easier for the winner? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I always crossed my damn mind. I'm like, you know what? This show and me just click. You're just like, you just wrap your leg around the show then, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you already love it. Wrap your leg, wrap your leg, wrap your leg around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But no, yeah, I, I did, I did feel that, um, yeah, the deja vu moment. It, it did occur to me, like, um, because I think Donald Glover's character woke up and he said he had a dream, mm-hmm. you know, this weird dream. And then, I mean, he was just saying some weird shit. Right. <laughs> but, 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 but it kind of foretold the whole episode, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. about the hands dragging you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and this whole thing with the cousin. Right. Your song is literally playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. We are celebrating the fact that you are going to, at some point very soon, blow up. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you do is do some niggerish type shit. <laughs> and shoot somebody over a rearview mirror. Right. right. Is it that serious? Right. So... Yeah, that was basically brings us to end episode one, which was um, the Big Bang. That was the title. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I guess we start off the next episode. I guess right where they left off with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're sitting. Um, I guess waiting to be processed. They're sitting, just kind of, uh, 
you know, talking about what happened and they spot this girl, I guess Gina from the block. <laughs> from the T Pain. I think she said she was in a T Pain video or something. Maybe that yeah. hit wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Gina. <laughs> she kind of looks embarrassed. Oh shit was funny. <laughs> she did a whole like hand over the face, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know her, you know, that whole nine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, so Paperboy gets uh, processed pretty quick and is uh, leaving. And I guess, like, this police officer wants to take a selfie with him. That was the funniest shit. That was the second. Let me tell you something, Mark. That was the second funniest shit. The funniest shit was that girl that processed him. (laughs) It's like, well, what about my cousin? What about her? He hasn't been processed yet. He hasn't been charged yet. Yeah. How, when, when can we post bail for him? He has to be charged for him. Boy, if you don't get out of my face. Yeah, because he, cause he asked me, like, he's like, like, what is he being charged? And I was like, nigga, this ain't no television show. You don't get the fuck out. So I was like, wait a minute. She flipped it so quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. But I, 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 oh, I, that's I, real. Go ahead. No, I just said, oh, that's real. Yeah, yeah. I've had that with many a civil. Yeah. Yeah, servant. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, yeah, I ain't here for your, for your bullshit. But yeah, so he he takes the, uh, the Instagram pics. He's like, you know, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but you know what? Real talk. Like, mm. oh my god. Like that. That is. I mean, I, I'm I'm maybe Derek. You've been through this too. Maybe some other people have been through this too. But I know for me, like because of my height, every time I go out, people run up to me like. Can I take a picture with you? This is like no exaggeration. And I give that the same face that Paperboy gave during that whole entire scene, that blank, like, I don't want to be here. Why are you touching me? Why are you talking to me? That is the same face I get. And folks just don't catch it. They be still sitting there teasing and smiling like, you look at me. I am unhappy right now. Please go. <laughs> you know, and they just don't stop. So that is some real stuff. I don't get that because I'm just tall. Okay. <laughs> you are a giant. Yeah. But I mean, I like I was getting in a I was getting in an Uber the other day. Mm-hmm. And as I got ready to get in the Uber, the driver turned around and said, Oh my God, how fucking tall are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you is there is there a wrong answer? <laughs> <laughs> is there an answer that's not gonna let me get in your car? Right. There you go. <laughs> But no, I mean, um, yeah, no, I could, I could totally see that. I mean, there was that uh, scene later, I guess, uh, when Paperboy and Darius are back at, back at their house, and Darius sees like some kids playing, you know, cops and robbers or whatever. And he's like, you know, I'm Paperboy, I'm gonna shoot you, and boom, boom, boom. And so I guess he thinks he's gonna do this, you know, public servant thing and be like, you know, shooting people's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess their guardian comes. Oh, like, and then the mother. Yeah, <laughs> extra, just so extra, so, so much. Extra. Yeah, and then like, the mother, because you know, at first he's like, you know, why are you up in all my business? Like, what, you know? And he explains, well, you know, I'm paper boy. I'm thinking I'm the reason why your kids are, you know, doing this thing that you don't want. And so you really paper boy. <laughs> she, then she gets real friendly. Like, mm. <laughs> well, you, take you, a picture you, with my hand on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> But you skipped the whole scene at the damn chicken joint because oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, like That's really, so really, it, and then <laughs> go ahead, Chris, go ahead. I, it was a lot of things to that scene. Like it was so many layers to it. Like I'm trying. Well, to let me tell with... y'all something. That lemon pepper chicken is fly. I was about to say right. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Like they, they, okay, clearly you know. Um, the, 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 the chef or, you know, one of the employees at the restaurant, his whole thing about like, yeah, you know, like first he started off talking about like, you know, I'm about real hip hop, you know, I'm all about the biggie and Bob Deep and everything like that, you know, and, you know, I can't fuck with these singing niggas, the Fetty Wops or whatever. But then he started to kind of like, basically, it, like a lot of people on the episode, kind of applaud Paperboy for shooting no dude. And then yeah. he even got even more serious when he was all like, hey, dude, don't disappoint me, man, because if you do, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. <laughs> you can right. see the look on Paperboy's face like, <laughs> <Hey>. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so and, Le- and Legionnaire said, 
the glow out the box. Really? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, right? That's what this took me after seeing. I was like, they done took it to the pump fix again. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. Oof, I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> the feel, glowing and uh-huh. about, um, how do you say it? He said, you know, you're the you're the last real rapper. And right. I'm thinking, like, I heard the track. I'm like. Damn. What was he basing on? <laughs> 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 he said, you know, you don't you the last, you know, you you shot that man, that makes you real. I'm like, boy, stop. I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? So now you gotta now you gotta actually shoot some back. I I get what he's saying, like right. all these rappers now are like factory made and everything like mm. that. And they've been saying the news like is uh, Paperboy Atlanta's Tupac, and it was like, are you serious? Like y'all are just. Really but you know what was 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 crazy about that? It's not too far fetched. I would say like probably on a more like especially on like a local level because right. I mean like here in Detroit, like we got like two or three major rap crews who've been around for like the past twenty years and have never blown up outside of Detroit. Um, they call the Cheddar Boys. That's one. Um, Blade Ice, who he got shot to death or whatever, but he like a legend, you know what I'm saying? And I guess low key, and hopefully I don't get caught up for this, but Trick Trick, Trick Trick is like one of the rappers, local rappers. He's really cool with Eminem or whatever, but he's never really blown up out of the city. But in the city, though, he's king, you know what I'm saying? He can walk into any restaurant, any hood, and he gets respect. But he's the same dude uh, when Rick Rock, because he, he's beef, he, well, he has this call where if you don't pay your respect to Detroit rappers, you can't perform here. So Rick Ross came here to perform like a year or two ago. And supposedly Rick Ross didn't like pay his respect to Trick Trick and the Cheddar Boys and all these Detroit rappers. So what they did is that um, one of his venues, at Rick Ross venues at Shane Park, he Trick Trick got all his dudes from the hood and they came there and they blocked Rick Ross from leaving not realizing that dude already left like an hour ago, but they still came there like, we're going to do something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because he didn't pay his respect. to. So, like, there is a mentality, like, especially, like, certain, like, probably Atlanta and certain other cities where you have a local rapper who may be whack, but just because they got some street credibility in that community, they're looked at as, as like, a king. You know what I'm they're saying? They're local hero. They're local yeah. heroes, basically. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that was... um. Yeah, I can see that happening, and I think there was like a point at which, yeah, all of that attention. I think you were making a good point, Chris, about you know him putting all this on his shoulders in a sense, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't know what it was. I guess he was getting some um, some papers to roll up some weed and some to drink at the convenience store, and this guy he just looks at him, you know, in a certain way. I don't know what that was about, but. That's like the everyday experience going to the gas station here, man. So I look at you the wrong way. It's time to go. You I know, right? That, that, that's real, real. I mean, yeah. you don't even got to be somebody who's known in the, the hood. Like, yeah. you walk to, especially at night, you walk to a gas station in the hood, man. You yeah. look at you a couple of, you know, a couple of times, you know, whatever. You're like, listen. You yeah. need to be out. You need to go. Exactly. <laughs> we need to go. Yeah, that's exactly. It. So I mean, there was some recognition there. There was like mm. something, you know. And later he was getting into his car, and mm. he saw a dude talking and looking back. Like clearly, he's talking about him. Right. And that, that did fuck up his vibe. And then, I mean, kind of tying in because I know there was a lot that I skipped with um, with Donald Glover's character was still mm. sitting in the jail. Mm-hmm. We can go back to that, but. I don't know what was the how they ended the episode with the dude in the Batman mask. <laughs> so, yeah. That was really weird too. <laughs> I, I thought I, what I looked at it was like, are you? Because you know they still haven't found the dude that had been shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by you know the street cred coming out saying, oh yeah, you shot this dude, and who's to say that the dude he shot might have been some type of big king keeper? Because I think the girl who he hollered at. Mm-hmm. Was like a, a, a was like a prostitute or some shit like that, and then she went mm-hmm. probably told him that he just called me a bitch or some stuck up broad mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Yeah. And then you know, so he got shots. He probably they probably looking for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like where he stay because this dude walked up to the damn front door with a Batman mask. So clearly trying to hide the fact that it's who he is. 
But then he took the mask off. He took the mask off, and he was a big boy too, by the way. He really was. He was a lot of big boys, but (laughs) it was like, yeah. But then he started, like, he started to run across the street. I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what is this? You know? Harris was like, you know, you too hot at the moment. (laughs) You like, (laughs) you too hot, right? Yeah. Now back in back in jail Mm. with uh. The, the 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 guy that was in the hospital gown. Oh yeah, that was some real stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. I personally, I thought he was going to get shot. Yeah, just the way they set that scene up, I was like, yeah, something's about to happen. He wouldn't blow him away in the police station on mm-hmm. television like this, mm-hmm. would he? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Beat him, so I was kind of okay with that. Right. But um, I think what was like most disturbing about it is just how everyone just kind of sat there. Just kind of sat there. Not only said, but it actually kind of tried to, um, you know, encourage him to, you know, do crazy stuff. Because I guess when he was about to drink out the toilet, the, the officers in the station were just sitting there watching, laughing too. Yeah. So they were like, they had no issue with that. They had no issue with them. Um, long as he around. didn't disrespect them, no. And, and, yes. but again, but again, he's here every week. Clearly, there's exactly. something wrong with him. <laughs> and Donald Trump is the only one. Right. His care is the only one, like, why is he every week? And like I said, again, that's, that was another very real, very genuine scene because, as we know, I mean, beyond just um, the police system being completely broken. Uh, when it comes to like uh, mental health, they had a mental health system on a national scale is completely messed up. And I mean, there's several cases of uh, prison inmates who are mentally ill, who are not getting proper med- med- medication or psychiatric help um, in these prisons and are basically being murdered because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was a real way. That was like a really dark scene, too. Like, I was sitting there like, damn. Yeah, it kind of brought the, the mold down. But it was two things about this scene in the earlier moment. I think it was within the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because the old man who asked Donald Glover, you gonna eat this sandwich? He just told him right quick, you're not gonna make it in here. Then yeah. they went into that whole thing with the, um, you know, sick guy. But my thing was, like, he's in a hospital room. So they're just like, not mm-hmm. take him. You would think that he's in the hospital. Makes <laughs> you think that he probably escaped some type of mental institution mm-hmm. or some type of hospital. Like, why don't y'all just take him back there? Mm-hmm. Why don't y'all bring him back to the jail? Because yeah. they, because so often, I'll tell you why. Because so often, there's just there's no room or no yeah. funding or any easy number, either number of things and mm-hmm. so they just release those people back yeah. out into the street and yeah. then they do something and the police pick them up and they get caught in mm-hmm. a vicious cycle that's I don't it how many clothes they give them because the i know it kind of brings back to the case that happened where this woman saw that this other woman this judge woman saw that um this oh, woman yeah. was kept in, kept in um, jail over the weekend a potato sack, was it, or something like that? Something, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and she was outraged. So that's like, so I'm thinking like that's not normally that they just let them sit in there with a damn hospital gown on, so they'd give them some you, type of clothes. You'd be surprised, though. I mean, uh, again, the, the system and remember was, they weren't in prison; they were just in holding. Holding, right? Yeah, I understand, but you know, I think that woman was in holding. She was in holding, yeah. that we, you know. So just, just, yeah, and we did also talk about that that um. I don't know if we talked about it before the hangout, but that weird interaction where the dude was talking to the uh, trans woman sitting next to him. So that that scene, I was like, uh, like I'm, I'm trying to hold it together, but I'm just like, uh, <laughs> what are y'all doing? Because I'm like, I'm not trying to be stereotypical or anything like that, but I'm like, it's Atlanta. You see this shit all the time. So right. I'm thinking that this dude just like, yeah, I'm, I think this because he, he was crazy already. Mm-hmm. I think this trans uh, woman, yeah, I think there's stuff like that. But then he like, don't you see I'm trying to talk to my, uh, my girl or something like that? Dude, mm-hmm. like, your girl. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a fucking woman. That's, that's a fucking yeah, thing. Right. <laughs> you right. like Riley from. Uh, sound like Riley Boondock. from the Bulldog. Nigga, yeah. you gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was random people like it was it was just, it was a like pretty much like I didn't say everybody in that scene, but it was like more than just that one guy. It was another guy who was basically saying the same thing, like you can't kill Lucy. That's not you know. But my whole issue, 
Well, I ain't gonna say I had really a, a huge issue with that scene. It was it was definitely a little bit uncomfortable just because, you know, like I don't know. Like I feel like with the knowledge I think that we have collectively in terms of like, you know, properly, you know, um identifying I'm not even saying identify someone gender, but kind of having just a better grasp of gender identity and all of that type of right. stuff. Like right. watching that scene, it to me, I was sitting there like, is this going to turn into something where this could be a teachable moment or that is going to just let it kind of play out? And my whole thing is I think what they were really going for in that scene more than anything else was they wanted to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. So in most cases, you know, especially, you know, you, you, you know, you, you're in a lockup or whatever it may be, you know, your whole thing is that you don't want to get into no shit. You don't want to get into no scuffle with nobody. You don't want to try to have a, you know, gender one-on-one class, you know, with a whole bunch of motherfuckers you already know are on the edge. So right. you're going to probably try to stay as low-key as possible. And even though there was a moment where Donald did try to kind of like, you know... I was going to say the closest we got to any sexual education Yeah. Sexuality is fluid. Fluid. <laughs> right. And they say, shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> 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 something like that. Yeah. But 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 I got it. like they they wanted to keep it as real and as raw. But I could see how because trust and believe if if people are not talking about it now, they're gonna eventually talk about that scene. That scene is gonna become oh, like God, these yeah. scenes are gonna be dissected. Like this is the bride, mommy, nana. And <laughs> I mean, again, like I said, again, I, I don't. I feel like what they were trying to aim for in that scene is that they this whole show, these first two episodes, they wanted to keep it as real. And as raw as possible, not to, you know, overly sugarcoat something or turn it into something else. Like we can clearly see Donald Glover character in the show. He's not a superhero. You know what I'm saying? No. He's not able to like take on five or six men. If they jump up, they want to fight him because he's telling them they're wrong for, you know, misgendering, you know, this woman. So the thing of it is that keeping it real and keeping it relatable, I think they just they, they try not to dive in too deep. But it was I was definitely sitting there kind of cringing a little bit. Because it yeah, was yeah. like, and I and I would like to point out because I know that we here mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. are are very familiar and comfortable with trans people. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that it is, and I'm not saying that she was that she was doing it, mm-hmm. but it is possible <laughs> for people to mess around with people and not realize that they are necessarily messing around with a trans person. Right. Because she made, and that's the thing too, like, even me, you know, um, saying that, you know, she 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 prefers to be called, she, I mean, we don't know, like, we don't know how how this person decides to identify, you know? Right. So this person in the scene may not even identify as a woman. Like, you know, you have people who, um, who are cross-dressers, um, who identify as transvestites, um, or transsexuals even, and that doesn't mean that they identify as a woman, you know. So like, it, there's a lot of levels to it, I guess. But um, yeah. but it was still like, damn, uncomfortable. I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think what I'm getting from you is not necessarily the way the scene played out, but the possibility of the way the scene could have played out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the end product was, you know, pretty. I mean, it was funny. It was definitely uncomfortable. I think it was uncomfortable just because you see, you know, Earn sitting there uncomfortable, like, right. I can move. I can right. move, you know. Right. <laughs> it's, right. like, it's just like, you know, I, you know, whoever you're talking to, that's an uncomfortable situation. Two people mm. having a personal conversation, and you sitting there in the middle, like, I can, like, really, right. I don't need to be here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but what, um, I guess, now that you got to see it, like, what were, say, some overall thoughts? of um, the series, um, or, you know, so far, because I was going to say, it's rare, we were, we've talked about Rotten Tomatoes before, it's rare for a show to get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Atlanta got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, if you didn't did know. It? Yeah. Wow. It did it. From the early reviews, it was only based on 35 early reviews, mm-hmm. but everyone they presented it to, those early reviews was 100%. Um, it went down to 87%, mm-hmm. but... You know, That's after, still damn good, though. It's still pretty damn good, uh, you know, after, like, a hundred some more reviews came out. But, well, let me go to Rotten Tomatoes. Deadline, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. USA Today, like, the top, you know, <coughs> gave it all high marks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was expecting for it to move them over. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that is just not... Because people look at it like, is it a black show? And I'm like, it's 
like what do you define as a flag show? Right. Anybody have much depth to the point where it might lose some people. Right. You know, like, it might lose some people. Like man, I don't know what they try to. Do. I don't think they try to study here. I'm not saying that right. it's just, you know, but it's just some people might come in here expecting a certain type of show, and they right. might get something totally different. And right. that's what I like about it because it's it get it's get everything that I ask for in the show in general. Mm-hmm. So not just the black show, but just it's well written. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's raw. Um, mm-hmm. cause like I said, I was amazed at how many f bombs they brought. Oh, you know, basic cable. Cause I'm thinking like, if y'all if y'all drop this many f bombs and just a straight up comedy like dramedy show, and y'all could even do this for The Walking Dead, you know, it's just like right. you know, it came in and shit. So it's groundbreaking, and I'm just I'm just happy that it's getting all the attention it's got. Every time there was a uh, ad on it on Facebook, I reshared it like watch this. Yeah, show. <laughs> like I mean, without a doubt, like. Um... Mark, you pretty much were like the cheerleader, like within my like Facebook timeline for Atlanta. <laughs> like you were rooting it on from the word go. And you know what? I, I'm just gonna say this right now. If Mark, you know, uh, is promoting the show or basically telling everybody you need to watch the show because it's damn good, I would, I would, I would advise people to take his advice because Mark got me on Stranger Things, and that was incredible. He got me back into American Horror Story, and even though it's had its ups and downs, it's been solid. Um, you know, American Crime. So, so the whole thing of it is that, like, when Mark jumped on Atlanta, I'm like, okay, like, already we're on a good note because Mark is already filming this show. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like. <laughs> but he also, but he also watches Big Brother, and he doesn't watch, <laughs> and he doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so that kind of. Everything yeah. you said. I would say this about that. Game of Thrones is one of those shows that people sheep go to watch. People I know who go and watch Game of Thrones because their friends are watching it. But they cannot tell you who the fuck what the fuck was going on. But I just watch Game of Thrones yeah. because everybody else said I have to watch Game of Thrones. It's true. Yeah, I mean it's true. I've but however, I do know a lot of people who couldn't hang. You know, like yeah. uh, season two or three is just like I Legion, can't. I don't know. Legionnaires, what the Legionnaires is is protecting you. Thank you, Legionnaire, because hell, Big Brother. We all have our shitty reality shows. That's what I call it. At least you admit it's shitty. And look, yeah. if I do get on Big Brother this seat, um, this fall, <laughs> I hope y'all sit there and watch and cheer my ass on. But anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but, but I'm about to say it though, because I, I mean, that could go into a whole battle. Like, as soon as the Game of Thrones was brought up, I was like, oh shit, here we go. Um, <laughs> but the thing of it is, though, yeah, like, um, in terms of how I felt about this premiere of Atlanta, like, I was already kind of sold on this show when I found out Hero uh, Mariah, and I could be mispronouncing his name, but he was the director of these episodes. I don't know if he's directing right. the whole entire season. I think he is. Like he did do, do the first four episodes at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of like his his vision. Um, mo- he mostly has done like music videos in the past. He's done a lot of music videos for um, Donald Glover, you know, Ch- Childish Gambino, you know, uh, you know, like most most of his music videos for his 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 recent music releases. But um, in terms of the show, like what really what really kind of stood out for me was just the style, the look, and the flow, the tempo of the show. Like, something about it just felt, like I said, again, really genuine, really authentic, but it still had, like, a feel and a style to it that I thought was, like, original, you know? Like, it didn't feel like something that I've already seen on cable television. Um, You know, I felt that, you know, the story was solid. Um, You know, I mean, there I had, like, a few issues here and there in terms of, like, some of the story related stuff. Um, But overall, like, I feel like the show just has so much room to grow and build where even the few issues I've had, like the few little complaints that I had about these past two episodes, I feel like they could easily be resolved um, overall in the remaining episodes left in this season. So, I mean, just, just in general, like I I love the style of the look of the show. Um, The fact that um, from what I've read, uh, this show has pretty much almost a complete black writing staff. Like, I think the entire yes. writing staff is black, which is yes. unheard of anywhere on television, period. 
Um, so that in itself is to me, like like Mark was saying earlier, is groundbreaking. That's pioneering, yeah. you know. Um, that's yeah, why I feel can, like this. Go, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say you can definitely tell that because as you were saying about the story, you know, I always always remind people like you know, story is like this happened and that happened, and then you know. And, you know, by that measure, this, you know, so far the series isn't that groundbreaking. It's, to me, it's just, you know, a story that's been told a lot. Mm -hmm. What makes it groundbreaking is, like, every interaction is interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. like, every time someone speaks and says something, it's genuine, it feels real. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, yeah, I mean. Forced and contrived and everything. Exactly. Like, these feel like real people in a real place. Right. Going through real shit. Yeah. At the same time, with real with real reactions. Right. 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 At the same time, as real as it is, there's some ridiculous shit that happens too. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, the dude in the Batman mask and you know, Deja Vu and the the chicken that glows. You know. And you know so what? Like, just just on that real quick, I think that's the yeah. beauty of the show, and I think um, that's something that I hope inspires other filmmakers and writers and creators to kind of explore um, these creative ideas that kind of exist in our, what you would say, quote unquote, normal day lives. Like how this show presents things that are, could be really basic and boring. The fact that they just kind of like slightly twist these kind of common concepts in a way where they still seem fresh and they still seem intriguing. Like, right. I think that's that's something that a lot of like a lot of times when I see people deal with shows that are dealing with kind of like, um, like, I guess you say urban realities or whatever. A lot of times they're, they're so cut and dry. You know what I'm saying? Like, they never try right. to kind of give it a, like a spin or a twist. But this show, it takes advantage of the fact that like, hey, yeah, we're, we're dealing with a show that's dealing with, you know, black folks struggling in Atlanta. Like, we've seen this story a million times, mm-hmm. but we're going to add yeah. like this nice, fresh twist to it. To kind of just give it its, its its own identity, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that and helps. At, yeah, and at the same time, I, like I've always said, is like I I think originality is overrated. I'll stick to that. However, they <laughs> yeah. they really did not go overboard because I, mm-hmm. I when I say originality is overrated, is when people are like peacocking. It's like, look, I'm different. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the same old thing mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. no reason with no purpose. Mm-hmm. And I would say this show doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different, but it has a purpose. You know right. What I'm and, um, you know, I mean, the purpose is to, you know, to develop really interesting characters, you know, that every scene is actually engaging, you know, at the same time you're learning some some things, you know, some deep aha moments happen, you know, like things that make you go, mm, <laughs> you know? Right. And, yeah, they all serve a purpose. It's not just for the sake of being original. Mm-hmm. So right. that's where I was saying is like that. Mm-hmm where I feel like people overvalue originality just for its own sake. And mm-hmm. that, this show was not. Mm-hmm. You know? So, however, I do feel like, you know, mixing genres is always a little dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, comedy and, you know, drama mixed together because you want to fulfill you people's so? expectations. I think so. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's you can't good. really have, I think you really can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I would say like this. I remember people used to say, you know, like The Walking Dead didn't have enough comedy. You know, like that probably is true. I don't know. Like he didn't have that much. (laughs) See, I disagree with that. Well, I don't know. Like earlier, it's it's it's. I guess when you think about it, it's such a it's such a huge thing that they're going through that those moments of humanity are going to be far and few between. Mm-hmm. But when they happen, that makes them that much stronger. I was yeah. about to say, Mark, I mean, not Mark, but Malcolm, think of the scene uh, when Abraham basically uh, dumped, uh, what was her name? Was her name Rosita? Yeah. Cold turkey, you know? And then Eugene was just waiting outside the door looking like, hey. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that was a prime example of how you can add, like, just a little bit of humor in a very dark situation, basically. Yeah. You know? I admit, like, season five and six, you know, coming forward were, a, they had a little more comedy, but I was thinking more in terms of, like, seasons three and four. Yeah. And I also was thinking about, like, Fear of the Walking Dead, too. It was hard to have comedy with season three and four, because Lauren was there. <laughs> <laughs> 
you couldn't really have comedy until she died. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, that was, like, one of the major problems with, say, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead was that this show that you're expecting horror from mm. was giving you family drama, you know, teenage oh. angst. They were not giving you zombies. <laughs> Even they were giving, yeah, they were giving you family drama. They were not giving you horror. Now, I have to admit, like, recently they've kind of amped the horror up, but still it might be too little too late. But, you know, that's like, a problem when you try to be too much or everything, you know? Like, I feel it's like... A, 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 that show's just not written well. Well, that's true, too. Oh. But I feel, I feel like a good example of, like, uh, of not having balance where, you know, a little bit of extra elements can be added in, like, for instance, um, I think a lot of folks here are probably big fans of the original first Matrix. Yeah. Um, but then when we got reloaded in Revolution, it was like, what happened? And I, and I'm, I'm going to go with something that Derek just said, too. I think Revolution Reloaded was just poorly written, and poorly directed. There was a lot of issues with the outside of it not having, you know, a little bit of comedy and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But one thing I couldn't stand about those two movies were, like, the characters and everything about it, even though you had these big cinematic scenes and these elaborate fight scenes, the characters were so robotic. They had, like, no emotion or any tone to them outside of, like, being serious all the time. And it, yeah, it, right. it made them feel, you know, like they weren't human, you know what I'm saying, at all. And, you know, they felt like just like the rest of the Agent Smiths. I keep trying to think, uh, since you mentioned it, of any funny, any funny at all. And I can only think of, um, I can't remember the operator's name. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm talking the about. The one from Oz? The one that played yeah, the one from yeah. Oz. Yeah. yeah, he had a when, couple moments. Yeah, when, um, yeah when, when Neo saves the Keymaker and Morpheus. Mm, yeah. From the from the trucks exploding, flies mm. in in the last minute, and the mm. guy's watching it on the screen, and he goes, mm. "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he has yeah. to put his head down. Link, thank you. Yeah. Link. And yeah. then he has to put his head down because he's exhausted. Yeah. Exactly. But other than it, and I laughed at that because yeah. that was funny yeah. and it was very true. But you're right. absolutely right. Other than that, it was a lot of people just walking through scenes. Being badasses mm-hmm. and wearing leather. Yeah. Or wearing... <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> it's good I was like, like, like walking through hallways with leather could work, you know, at IML. As someone like... who has, let me tell you, <laughs> as someone who has gone on full leather weekend, <laughs> at some point you sweat, that shit gets tight. <laughs> It ain't nothing, let me tell you, it ain't nothing like getting back to your room at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you want to get your clothes off for all the wrong reasons. Shit off of me. Oh, my feet hurt and I just want to be able to breathe Child. in my body now. Child. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I guess, how about some predictions for Atlanta? Like, what do you see going forward? What do you want to see? Hmm. Wanna? I, I I'll, I'll start with mine. I want to. I mean, questions like I, I had early on was like, what happened at Princeton? You know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're going to answer. Well, I mean, that's not. I, I don't see that as a prediction. They're going to answer that. They have to. I mean, they, they, they do. They mm-hmm. put so much energy into making a point of it that. Right. Right. Gonna have to yeah. see what happened. Mm-hmm. Right, and as you know, the prediction would be like trying to come up with an idea of what happened. I had no oh, idea. Okay. This point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm saying that would be an easy prediction if I knew, but I had no clues. <laughs> I think he just, you know, just from from what I've seen, what his father said, I think he's just one of those people that doesn't go along with the stream. Yeah. And he has to find his own way. And college is not a, you know, bump what anybody else fucking tells you. College is not about finding your own way. Mm-hmm. College is about assimilating. Mm. Yeah. College is, college is not about free thinking. College is about fucking assimilating so you can get that little piece of paper. Mm, and that's right. why a number of people drop out. Mm. Yeah. That's what I was kind of getting at. Like, if I were to make a guess was that it was like some sort of racial moment that he might have had, like, yeah. realizing that sort of assimilation was happening and mm-hmm. it put him in some awkward place. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was my guess, but I, I don't know if there was any clues to indicate that was really what's happening. I, but, um, I tell you, we will probably find out in a moment 
where we least expect it. Yeah, to. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what the relationship was with his, you know, sort of girlfriend, but baby mama. <laughs> How that kind of happened? I don't, felt, um, I don't know. I think that's, that's a little just bit. A lot. That's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. But you know what? I kind of like that though. I kind of like this whole concept that you know, unlike um, in so many other um, narrative-driven series or whatever, where like it's the man who's kind of like you know the one who's out here with the the girlfriend on the side and you know a couple other baby mamas or whatever. I'm not saying like, you know, Donald Glover's girl is out here screwing everybody, but clearly she ain't sitting up here feeling like I got to be stuck to this one man because he's my right. baby daddy. Like I'm, I'm out here getting, if it's, if it's better potential dick, that's also um, properly employed and can actually help really pay some bills. Then I'm going for that. You know, like I still like you and you still um, the father of my child, but you know, I'm not about to sit up here and just, suffer because you suffering like no <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that's something yeah. that you don't really see you don't really see that side of a woman character in a that's series true. like this you know so i think that's yeah. kind of fresh you know i mean um, she ultimately bailed his ass out i mean she did, was, she did. you know Cause i think she does yeah, love so. him she cares about him but it's like dude yeah. like what are you doing with your life and, that, and, that, and that's something that i think a lot of people deal with in relationships where it's like <laughs> I mean, it would be even, and I know they're not, well, who knows what they might go with this show, but it would be kind of cool. It would be, it would be interesting if they even did, like, and I know this is, like, reaching way too far, but they did kind of like a polyamorous thing, but I know, like, that's yeah. asking for too much. Like for a lot. It's asking for a whole lot. Yeah, that's that's a whole, I mean, we might get a storyline like that in, like, 2020 or some shit, but I don't know. Yeah. I think this is much more in like a friends with benefits type. Friends deal. with benefits, which is cool, which is still going. Yeah. I think kind of progressive too. You know. Yeah, yeah. I want to see but, if they uh, play off the whole uh, deja vu. Uh, you know, nation of Islam man pulling out entire kitchens in a bus. Like, what's that whole story in there? Like, if that's if it's anything to that, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know? right. Yeah, I'd like to see more of that too. But um, yeah, I think that will do it for our recap of Atlanta. Thank you for listening to the M3 Atlanta Bearcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help us out a lot if you left a review or five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Visit MailMediaMind.com and join our communities. We appreciate any feedback on this show or any of the other M3 Bearcasts available on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and YouTube. Thank you for listening, and we'll... Catch you next episode.